with Tariq Holmes, Dennis. What's going on, mate? Nothing much, man. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah? That's nah, good, man. It's good. Um, you've had a short career, but we'll get through. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, let's talk about where you started. You was at Charlton to start with. Yeah, yeah that was my that was my first academy. Um, started off at Sydney Sports before that. Okay, quite a few players done quite well from there. And then, um, yeah, Charlton went to Charlton. Was there for years, man. Therefore, from seven to okay. twenty, so you got you got you went through the whole thing. Yeah, signed a big. You signed a big deal in it. Three years. Um, I can't. Think I did sign a three year contract there. Yeah, I think that was the last one I signed. Okay, before I left to okay. go to Huddersfield. Is is that um? Is that odd? Like signing a three years? It's such a young player. Or was you just ha happy because you've been there for so long? Um, I I loved it there when I was young. Yeah, I loved it there and um. I signed my first deal at 17 and I think by the time I was 20, I'd signed three. Okay. Yeah, so that would be my last one. Yeah. So they just always, they might offer you your first deal. It won't be great. And then this year, oh, you've got potential, went on loan, come back, yeah, get another one and so on, get into the first team and that. So yeah. No. So you're saying by the third deal, the money was up? <laughs> nah. nah <laughs> in football, in football terms, nah. But it was at that age, I was happy with it. Okay. Let me ask you something. Um, Obviously, I've like, trying to promote the podcast and stuff. I'm going through Instagrams and I'm seeing like young players and they put footballer or pro footballer and their club they play for. Like, why do they do that if they haven't even seen the first team change room and that? You know, you see social media, it's, it's, it's different nowadays, isn't it? When I was 17, Instagram weren't really a big thing. Now it's like your profile can be huge of that. And it's like people push push the profile and it's like it almost help them on the pitch, if okay, you know what I mean, okay. at a club. But that's that's probably the wrong thing with football now. Like, obviously, you're young, probably haven't done much, but where social media is, like, so big and it's a big platform, probably makes you, like, run before you can walk, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like someone's boosting their name before their talent and yeah, stuff like Yeah, yeah, Um Let's talk about your youth team. So, you played for England? Yeah, once, though, only once. Only <laughs> oh, once. were there only one game <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah. Well, you must have been gassed, though. No, I was buzzing. I think I was maybe 17 then. Uh, maybe 18 yeah it was wicked it was wicked I went with one of my teammates Toby okay. he, he got in as well um, he was there at that time Tariq Fosu was there okay. um, I think it was Chuba maybe there yeah, we had a decent team it was, it was a good team there yeah yeah. why do you think you never got called up again you know what I went um, we played against Belgium and I was playing right back came off, I came off the bench I done alright and he scored a screamer <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, yeah, I was just on standby from then for like the next season. I never, I never got back in. I was like, boy, it's difficult. But I think my age group was like Luke Shaw was there. Oh, okay. Um, who else was there? There was a couple of good left backs. So it was difficult. But I was happy that I at least got the one. So what they do? They tell you you're going to be on standby. You get a text or something. Yeah. So you got an email. When I first got called up, they told the club and it was like, yeah, it's going to come away with this trip. And then, um, then after that trip was gone. I remember waiting. I was thinking, please, like, let me get into the next team. <laughs> when I didn't, I was pissed. I was actually pissed. I was hurt, but like, I thought, I realized it is what it is, man. And what? then they'll email you and say, oh, you're on standby for this for this um, tour, this okay. standby for this one. And then I just never went back in there. So what, it affected you that much not being picked again? 
not like affected me. I just remember waiting for that next one, <laughs> thinking, yeah, surely. Yeah. And it was like, no. Nah. So I was pissed. But then after that, I didn't really care. It's just you? that next one. I want okay. it to be in that. Are you, but you're a first teamer by now, innit? So you're not really... I think that might have just been before okay, I went on loan. Okay. Maybe like a, a season before. Okay. I went on loan quite kind of young, like 18. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was before that. Um, did that give you like an ego boost? Like you're going on loan thinking, I'll play for England. Like this should be a breeze. Or would you like mellow? No, you know what? When I went on loan, it just happened. It happened mad quick. And I was only playing, I was only playing like 23, well, it was 21s back then, 18s, 21s. Um, and then training with the first team. So I hadn't played like no first team football, but I was training with the first team quite a lot. Okay. So when I went on loan, like I remember going in and I was like still slim when I was, when I was 18, I was skinny, man. And um, after I had played a few games, I remember the lads were like, oh, when you came in, we were surprised. We thought, yeah, you're going to struggle because... I was small. Yeah. But it was just calm. Like, I, I loved it. Like, going on loan was the best thing I could have done. Where did you first yes. go on loan? Um, Oxford in okay. League Two. So, yeah, I was there for the first half of that season. Um, play, start, when I got in the team, I stayed in, played like 17 or 18 games. Okay. And then um, my, they signed someone from the championship on a three-year deal. And the manager was like, look, you can either stay and you're probably not going to play as much but you can't, you, I would rather you actually leave and go play. So I left and went to Plymouth in the same league, which was, they were at the top. Okay, Oxford okay. were in the bottom, so it only made sense. Oh, decent. And then we ended up like, we went to the playoffs and that, that season. And that was like, that three months was probably the most enjoyable for me. Like looking back on it, I was living like, with, with Bobby Reed, like Zach Anser was there, Cads. We had a good little squad, Jason Banton was there. Um, we had a good group, man. So where it was so far, it's like four and a half hours away. It was good to have that that um, bunch of guys around me. Yeah, that's decent. They, ain't it strange that like I know three of the names that you've just or two of the names that you've just named, and they don't play professional football no more. Is it that hard to to maintain at that to stay at that level? I think that that's the, probably the biggest thing with football. You know, when you look at the people that have there's so much people with ability that have got to a certain level. It's like getting to the level is probably the easy bit. It's maintaining and staying there. Like when you see people that have played championship for 10 years, Premier League for 10 years, even League One, 10 years, like it's not easy, man. You see people that probably have the ability to play in the Prem or the championship every week, but something don't click, whether it's unfortunate through injuries, manager changes, um, personal circumstances mm -hmm. or attitude just not right. Like there's, there's, there's so much variables in football, isn't it? Yeah. And maintaining it is probably the most like the hardest bit. Taking away your injury, which we'll get to, how did you keep yourself at a level? Because every game, every team you went to, you played. Yeah. How did you keep yourself at that high standard? You know what? I, my, I think I've naturally got a lot of discipline just through growing up and I've always known I've wanted to be like the best whatever I do. <laughs> Obviously, you're not always going to be the best, but if you try. Yeah. But for me, like when I was at Huddersfield, that was when I first moved there, the first three months was peak for me like it was hard like I, re I remember the, the um the quality difference was it was a big step up okay. it took me a while to adjust like after I got it I was like oh yeah I feel nice again but for that first two months I was thinking shit I'm a bit I'm a bit off it here <laughs> like am I what, I'm not what, sure technically and what in training just the speed the speed like you know the quality and speed like where I was at Charlton before Huddersfield I know it was the same league but the quality with David Wagner came from um, Germany yeah. and these lot were just on bopping. It was, it was <laughs> mad. The speed of training, the intensity, my fitness, I just weren't at the level okay. immediately. So it took me 
a bit of time. I remember getting battered. One coach pulled me into a room and he showed me a training clip and was like, watch like, <laughs> and he's just me and him in the room and he's telling me, look, he fucked you up. Like literally going through, rewinding it, making me watch it again and again. Serious. And I was like, come out the room and I was like, that's mad. Like that's mad. Then after that, I just clicked in. And then I remember like maybe like a month or so after that, the manager um, pulling me before a game saying like, what's the difference been? Like at first I could tell you was good, but you weren't really at it. He's like, what's the ch what's the change? And I was like, boy, that chat, I'm not really used to being down the bottom like that. So <laughs> I had to um, pull myself out and like, find find it in me to just get to where I knew I needed to. And once yeah. I did, like I didn't really look back in terms of how I felt. I always felt like I was at a good level from there. Apart from, apart from being on the pitch, did you struggle like adjusting to like living up there and stuff? Um, yeah, because I had lived away before, like Oxford, Plymouth. Yeah. Oxford was only an hour and a half yeah. away, so I came home all the time. Plymouth, I was there for three months, and I had like all the guys yeah. um, with me. It was it wasn't so bad. Here, I was living on my own, and getting home was just long. We never really had many days off, so there was times where I wasn't playing and I wasn't getting home, and it was it was difficult. It was difficult for sure. There's another London lad, um, Sean Scannell. He was up there with you. Did yeah. you did you check with him? Yeah, no, me and Scan's got on well, but you know when um. When you're up there, like some, he, he had a missus then. Okay. Like it's it's not always, not every, everyone's got their own life, innit? Yeah. So you're not just going to be like, yo, bro, like, let's go do this. Like, <laughs> what are you saying? She had him on Smash? <laughs> just didn't let him out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So what, what else about training did you struggle with? Like you mentioned your lifestyle is totally different. You're by yourself. Let's go back to football and talk about training. What else was it that was, that you struggled with that made it hard? Sorry. Um, so at Huds, we would play, we would train at the same time we was going to play. So we was training at three o'clock, you know, usually you're in nine o'clock, yeah. train 11, you're gone by one. We was on a, for, we have Monday off, then you're in for the rest of the week. So oh, Tuesday right. you're in at nine, gym session in the morning, train in the afternoon, and you're not leaving till five. Then the wow. rest of the week, you'll be in at one thirty, train at three, not leaving till five, five thirty. So it was a struggle because you get up. You can't do nothing before training because you've got training. Yeah. By the time you finish training, you can't do nothing because <laughs> you're tired and you just want to get home. It's late, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was that was difficult. Like, didn't really do much other than train. Okay, is that what, is that what Prem teams do? Because I've watched that, um, I watched something, you know, everyone watched the, the Tottenham and the Man City thing and, you know, that you see them training in the evenings. That's evening. it adjust to the match days and I stuff. I feel like it's a foreign thing, you know. I'm not sure if it's that much of an English thing because I think, I'm sure Liverpool do it as well. Okay. Um, to be fair, because it does help. Like when you look at the results that we was getting, yeah, it must have it must have like helped. You come on to Saturday, and sometimes when you're used to training morning, game afternoon, you will get up on a Saturday. And by the time three o'clock's there, you're tired. Bro. You're <laughs> like, this, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you get used to it, so your energy is there at the beginning of the game. So basically, he's structuring you to literally just concentrate on football then, because. It's like a job, isn't it? Like yeah. it is a job, but it you're is, doing yeah, a nine to yeah. five. Like you're getting up, you're going to work, you're coming home, you're too tired to do anything else. Yeah, so it's just straight football. Yeah, isn't no, it? it's true. It, it might be the best thing because it's just football, isn't it? You're disciplined, you're focused, but at the same time, sometimes like you could do with that yep. bit of like going up, going out, and going for food or shopping after. Mm. Not not necessarily that, but just something away from football. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But. 
do you reckon you feel how like I got a nine to five? Yeah, and that's how I feel. It's like a, it's a, it's regimented. It's like, yeah, like even when I get on a train, it's like everyone's a zombie. Blah blah yeah. blah. But that's how normal life is, isn't no, it? So exactly. I think now I come out of football, I look back on it like that was a dream, bro. Like it's really, really playing football as a job. I think people that have got the um, opportunity to do it, I'm not sure if you always appreciate it until it's not there. Yeah. Like completely. You might appreciate it, you're happy that you're a footballer, but I mean, really understand that you're playing football for a job. Come like, <laughs> like, waking I mean? up like please take ball. it in and yeah. do not take it for granted. Like don't take it for granted. Even if you're in whatever league you're in, from Conference South to flipping the Prem. Like, yeah, appreciate it, man. I make the most. Let's just go back a bit to when you was at Charlton. Obviously, you was around a lot of your friends, people you grew up with from 7 to 20. Yeah. Off-season, are you going to the party holidays and that? Are you having fun? <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Which ones do you, go, which ones do, you do? Um, From young, so you started at Napa. <laughs> then you start going to... A little bit more older <laughs> IB for uh, Miami, uh, Mexico. Yeah, them. them You've done all of them with the boys, yeah? Yeah. Any yeah. stories? They, nah, I've got no crazy <laughs> stories, you know. I've got no crazy stories. A few, few, nah, no crazy stories. Yeah, I've got a story, yeah. I went IB for my boys. And this is the first time I took snooze, yeah? Yeah. You, take, you do snooze. Um, it makes me sick, bro. bro I can't listen. stand it, you know. Bang the snooze, lost my phone. Like, there's a picture of me just slumped on some deck chair. And then, like, I've lost my phone. So I've ended up speaking to the police. Yeah. So all my friends are recording me saying, oh, why are you snitching? Da, 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 da. I'm thinking, I've just lost my phone. I've snoozed off. It's hot. Da, da, da. I think I'll push the girl in her face. She's trying to help so, me. Bro, from then on, it's mad. It's mad. <laughs> the holidays, they're different, you know. You just go on and just let your hair down for a week or so. After a long, after a long 10 months, however long it is, you need it, man. You need it. Just go away with your boys and just enjoy um, when Huddersfield finally came in for you, how how did it come about? Did they buy you or did you just end the contract? Yeah, they um they buy bought they brought <laughs> me. <laughs> um, I found it. I found it happened kind of fast. To be fair, when I found out, like the tr from knowing to moving was fast. It was quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. your agent just rang you and said, Boom. he said, oh, like they're interested in you. And then a couple of days later, it's like, oh yeah, they're gonna put in a bid it's due to be accepted. Decent. And get off. Like, Didn't you just think now I want to set Charlton? Be honest, man. We we got relegated that season. Okay, and I was on the bench. What the I was, old? Um, it was only two games in. Okay, like, but I just knew it wasn't in the manager's plan. And for me, it was like I had gone on loan last season in League One and played. I want to be playing, so to go to, to the championship, I might as well go to a club that's um, a steady championship team. Yeah, go and try my luck, man. I feel like I knew I could um, handle that that level. So yeah, it only made sense. Did you think you was gonna get promoted, or did you just go there thinking, bro? That was the last thing on my mind. Serious. <laughs> I'm looking at the, I'm looking at their last few seasons, and they were like 18th, 17th, like they're just steady championship team. And I'm thinking this is a good place to go and build my like career, go and play, be around a good setup. Yeah. And boy, get promoted. Like did not, could not have even expected that at all. Did you sign another big deal then? No, I didn't. So I had signed three years when I went to Huddersfield. Yeah. And um, obviously first season we get promoted and then I got sent out on loan. So it was almost like getting promoted was the best day of my life. But also it was the other side it was detrimental because I got sent out on loan and then that's where I got injured. Okay. So it's like from the loan, it just went down downhill 
slippery bro. Like, all right, let's talk about Huddersfield for a bit. So, let's talk about the Wembley day. You was on the bench, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you think you was gonna play? So maybe like 20, 30 minutes in, the left back got injured and he's down, down like yeah. for a bit. The manager's like, oh yeah, go get warm. And I was like, flipping, oh boy, you know, <laughs> like you're happy, you're excited, and yeah. that way you're looking around, like, bro, there's 80,000 people. Is it like, mad? This mad, like different. I was like, this is nuts. Like I played in the semi-final for about half an hour. Yeah. And that was like 45, 40,000 people there. And I was like, yeah, the atmosphere is mad. This is, it was another level. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. So the left back gets fit. Feeling okay. a bit, feeling a bit nervous when he's telling you to get warm and that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're getting slack from the fans or you just, it's just everyone's just enjoying it or you just On blocked day, it out. Yeah. No, no, no slack. Just, just the intensity, man. Like the, the crowd, the atmosphere was nuts. Like, it was yeah, it was mad. It was really, really big. Um, you win, get promoted. Mm. I know you're gassing to your boy saying, "Bro, I'm in the prem." Blah blah blah. <laughs> you know what? I actually wasn't because I remember speaking to my dad like a couple of days on, after. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 hold on. So you're telling me you just got to the prem, yeah? Yeah. Like everyone's dream, every footballer's yeah. dream, and you're saying you're not gassing to your boys. No, do you know what? I'm gas thinking, boy, how are you playing against Arsenal and United in that next <laughs> season? Like this is this is sick. But then I thought, I remember hearing whispers like, yo, there's like two lists. There's a list where if we go up, we're bringing in X amount of players. If we stay in, we're bringing in X amount of players. If we stayed in the championship, I'm pretty sure I would have stayed at Huddersfield and not gone sign out alone. Okay. We got promoted. So in the back of my head, I wasn't getting too excited thinking, yeah, like Prem, I was thinking, boy, I hope my name's not on that list. You know? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're getting on holiday and you're thinking, I'm waiting for the message when I get back, like, yo, like you got to sort out a loan or something or... So that's what I wasn't like looking too far ahead. I was okay. just waiting to see what, like what the plan was. All the players knew about that, them two lists. I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if it was public knowledge, but I remember getting wind, catching wind of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So in the back of my head, I was like, let me just Chill be out. easy. Let me not get too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let me not get ahead of myself. Um, you you get sent out alone, and you're thinking, right? Let me just impress. So yeah. he just calls me back quick, so I can get into the prem squad, right? But you know what, my my. My plan then was, let me just go and get 40 games and whatever like happen. If you go and play 40 games and you play well, whether it's back for them or somewhere, you're going to be all right. And yeah. my plan was that, bro. Just go and play. Like, just go and do what you can. And whatever happens, happens, innit? Yeah. And I had faith that I'll go and do well. Because when I went on loan, I felt that was the best football I was playing, bro. I was yeah. so confident that summer. That I, felt, yeah. I felt good. I felt Let, good. Let's talk about the summer before. Um, you go back to preseason. Are you looking after yourself? Or are you just enjoying life because you're going back to a prem team? I'll be real. We had we only had four weeks off. Like we had, um, we obviously we got promoted, so the season was long, long. And then by the time we're coming back, there's only four weeks um, okay. to do anything. So I've got a plan, and I'm sticking to the plan that they've given us. Yeah. And it wasn't too intense. But this is where fun funniest story, man. So. <laughs> I've gone back to, uh, I've gone to Portsmouth now yeah. and that's my first day, but they've already been there for a week and they've had a preseason game and whatnot. I've gone in thinking, all right, cool, they're going to ease me in. I've been sticking to this program, <laughs> trained. And when I say to you that like, we're doing three V2s, like long period, I, could, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't <laughs> breathe. No, I had to go and sit down. Ask Jamal, like um, Jamal Lowe, yeah. He was just laughing. I'm sitting down on the fence holding the railing, like, can't breathe from my chest. It was, and then the manager, I remember um, at the end of training, my agent phoned me and was like, yo, um, the CEO is saying, like, did we sign the right player or something? Serious? And I was like, oh my God, was it that bad? But it was, I was finished. I couldn't breathe. Then after like a few days, 
I just started training well and just all took, had the first game and everything was just blessed. Yeah. I was feeling that first good. week you was burst. First day, like the worst, the worst thing I've seen, man. I really was sitting on the floor gasping for air. It was mad. How how does the loan deals work? So do do you have to sweat out yourself or do the club have a list of teams and you just pick which one you want um, to go to? Agent usually will go find whatever club needs what and put your name through to where he thinks that will be good for you or whatever league you're going to go and play. Like I know there was a couple of championship clubs I could have went to, but I don't think I was going to be the first choice. Okay. So I would have been doing the same thing as I'd done this previous season. I was like, I'd rather go League One and play. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, let's go to um, Portsmouth. Big club. Big club, yeah. yeah. Um, When you got there, no, let's talk about your, that game, the first, it's, it's your debut, isn't it? Um, For Portsmouth, Portsmouth yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, is, did it feel like any other day or did you think this something's not right today or? No, you know, I was, I was buzzing, man. That, their fans are nuts yeah like wild and I was like yeah this is a proper a proper club like and I was excited as I say I was playing well I felt good yeah but then after after that incident it was so innocuous bro it weren't like no one smashed me it weren't no mad challenge just a bit of astro on the side of the pitch and my foot someone pushed me off balance yeah my foot caught and like I felt it but it wasn't mad painful I was like oh I ran it off I ran it off knee just kept on clicking then I done a block tackle and then I couldn't walk. I was like, boy, I gotta come off here. I was pissed, man. It's in the first half, isn't it? Thirty-five minutes, yeah. Thirty-five minutes in, and yeah, man, it was mad. It was mad. When I when I got in the change room, I was just thinking, this ain't, this is mad. This is like, this is crazy. It didn't feel, didn't feel good at all. Is, is that the first time you've ever been like seriously injured? Yeah, yeah. But you're thinking, not me. Like that's that's all you think. You'll think, oh, like people get injured, but. It's not surely like it's not gonna be me, do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna have no no mad. And then I remember them saying, Yeah, it's gonna be three or four months, and I was like, Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Like we can get through that. Got the season still. And when I had the scan and I had the operation and it was like, Yeah, it's looking at like more like nine months. That's when I was pissed, man. What did you actually do? Um, chondral defects or so cartilage, um, in my knee gone, meniscus gone, all of that. So it's like bone on bone kind of. So you just rit off your whole knee, yeah, basically. Yeah. I was thinking, boy, if it was gonna be so bad at least it would have been a mad challenge or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But where it was such a innocuous thing, that's what was so frustrating. Did you get sent straight back to Huddersfield or did you stay at Pompey? Um, my loan just continued for the whole season, but I had to go and do all my rehab at, Hudders at Huddersfield. And that's why um, when I was, when it was time to look for a new club and I ended up going to Bristol Rovers, it was a bit difficult with, um, a bit difficult with Portsmouth because I, I was hoping to go back there maybe. Yeah. But, they had basically paid me that whole year, but I, w I didn't. Play. I played thirty-eight minutes. You know what I mean? And so maybe, basically, on this, you owe us, you owe us money, sort of thing. Like it's not, it's not gonna make sense, kind of thing. So yeah, I, I was disappointed, man. I really wanted to go back there because yeah, I, I enjoyed the short time that I was there. Felt good, man. Felt good. Yeah. Um. So when you're injured, what are Huddersfield saying to you? Are they saying, oh, just get back fit and we'll help you? Or yeah. is it just you're on your own? No, Huds, Huds were cool, man. I, I can't fault them at all. Back there, doing rehab there with them was wicked. The people there looked after me, man. Like, yeah. I wish, like, my contract, when I went to Bristol Rovers, I still had a year on my deal at Huddersfield. Yeah. I kind of wish I'd have stayed there and okay. done, and just until I was 110%. Yeah. I wish I'd have stayed there. I kind of went to Bristol Rovers, not 100%. Um, Here's one thing. When you're injured for that long, yeah, how does it feel coming in early? Because obviously you've got to come in early. Yeah. You're in the physio room. Your mates will come in, tap you on your shoulder, like get well soon, all of that stuff. And yeah. then you're watching them train. 
you want to be out there. Like, how? What's going through your head? It's the worst, man. See, when you're, we're football guys, and man, you want you just want to be playing football. When you see the team sheet on Saturday, you see the boys just putting on their boots and going out to training, coming, talking, saying our oh, session was sick or whatever. Yeah. You're just sitting there, just pissed, bro. Just you're in the gym, just one up. Like I mean, I just kept myself to myself. I had my friends in the change room, so like, they kept me going. Yeah. Like even the person I was working with, Callum, Liam, like they kept me going. And I kind of, I was just on, I was disciplined. I just knew what I had to do. I was just thinking, all right, I'm going to be back, put it in. But when you're, when you're just there, like no one, like the staff, don't, apart from the, like the physios care, but the staff, like they don't really bother with you when yeah. you're not doing anything. So that's probably the hardest not really bit. an asset, innit? Yeah, you're just like you're just, dead wood. Yeah, man. I remember I'm, a, I'm rehabbing here where I've already been sent out on loan. So I'm not part of it. Yeah. Do you get me? So you're almost just there for your own. Yeah. It's just mad. Even little things like, in life, like say you you walked into a room and people are already laughing. Yeah, you make you think like you've missed out. So if you're all the all the boys are coming in with outside banter and you're yeah. inside, it's like oh what have I missed? Oh, da, da, yeah. da. and the days, bro, they just go long, man. Like you're there for hours, and you're like you're looking forward to little things to tick off. Like at the end of the week, am I doing this? Like am I doing a am I doing a single leg jump or some shit like that? What is that, bro? When you're gonna be playing football, yeah, like, you're really excited for the end of the week to do that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? So yeah. Yeah, that that's what was hard for me. Um, how long did it take you to get back to the grass? So after my operation, I started going outside around six, seven months. Um, everything was going all right. Then as soon as I upped the intensity and it was like, look, we're going to get you soon, hopefully back in training soon. Change the direction. Knee was just swollen, pain. Then had to get another operation in it. So I had um, Pompey thought I was going to go back for the end of the season. Yeah. Then that got scrapped. And then, yeah, just... Same thing happened again, man. Just another three, four months of rehab. That what was meant to be nine months basically turned into sixteen months. Wow. Yeah. So it was the longest, man. The longest. And did the manager get sacked during that time? Or did he get relegated and get sacked? Um what happened? No, nah, so when I was back getting fit, they stayed up that season. Yeah. And then um next season it was in the Premier League again. Then I left. Okay. Uh, permanently to Bristol Rivers. Okay. Yeah. So when you're at Bristol, the rehab levels are totally different, right? Rehab, facilities, like attention to detail, care, all of that, man. Why like, Bristol then? No. Like, why drop I, so I, low? You, you, I didn't really know. Like you don't you don't know until you're signed. Do yeah. you know what I mean? You don't you just think football's football club, like it's gonna be dealt with. Obviously every facilities can vary. Yeah. But the the, the basics you think is always gonna be a certain level. And just weren't that. Didn't your agent like? Didn't you have other options? Apart there was from... a, there was a few options, but I think that one made the most sense. Do you know what I mean? What money as well? You can the con- be real. Be real. <laughs> the contract like it was it was a good contract. Yeah. Bristol was a nice city, not far from home. Like Bristol Rovers, like it's a big club. Yeah. So, um, I thought it, it it made sense, and I was looking I was looking forward to going there. It's only I'm not saying it's a bad club, but the way my situation was handled and dealt with, I can't. Um, I didn't appreciate it. Yeah. Did they know about your knee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you sign injured or did you sign fit? No, I signed fit, but just fit. Not like being fit for a month, been training, like got back fit, like you're clinically fit and you're ready to play. Okay. But it was still fresh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like going there, I was was buzzing. I didn't think I had any injury. I thought I'm ready to go. But um, like literally my first session, this was, this was, this is where it just started. So my first session, I've gone to Holland 
and I had some inner soles made. Um, and them inner soles were basically to keep the pressure off the outside of my knee. Yeah. Get to Holland now, go to the first session. Like, oh, where's my boots? I bought, a, luckily I bought another pair of boots in my bag, but them inner soles were in the boots that I left oh, in the okay. skip. For some reason, my boots didn't come. But it's my first training session there. So I'm like, do I train? Do I not? Do I say I can't train? I don't want to seem like I'm being like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like difficult. So I trained like without the inner soles, then boy, bro, then hit the knee that day. The next day I could barely walk. Tried to train like that. Had to pull out straight away. And then that just took another another three months, like just gone, just like that. But then that three months is where nothing got done properly. What the the re the doctor the, the physios rehab, and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing got done properly. Are you are you you know when they're like treating you, are you telling them, right, like, this yeah. is what they done at Huddersfield and I'm I'm saying like but obviously you can you can tell them that, but if they feel like they're the ones that are in charge. giving the advice yeah. and in charge, it's like, oh well, no, just do this, just do this, and it's like, all right, cool, let's do this. But then in my head, I'm like, so I'm gonna go and do extra or try and make um make sure I'm doing the right things away yeah. from there, and it's just like just circles, man, went in circles, 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 and yeah, that's why. Oh. Did you feel like the same player? My technical ability never really changed. It's more like that explosiveness. Like I used to be fast, like agile, yeah. change speed quick, especially for a left back. And you're coming up against good wingers, you need to be yeah. that. And I, where I had the pain and the swelling all the time, I lost that bit of power. But technically, I didn't. I didn't feel too 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 bothered. Yeah. Um. How did you adapt your game, like for all of that, from being injured? How yeah. did you adapt your game to, you know, to maintain that level as well? Because you're not agile as you were. Yeah. So what did you have to do? I think I just had to make sure that my quality on the ball was good, whether it was crossing, distribution from the back, all that kind of stuff. Even defending, I'll give myself an extra yard. Usually I'll be like, I can afford to make a mistake because yeah. I'm going gonna to get back. As that time changes, boy, that little yard is big. It's big, yeah. yeah, it's big. You can get away with it against certain people, but you might come up against someone that's rapid, change direction quick, and, and you, you can't get away with it. What are the fans talking about? Like, what are the fans saying about this? Like, you obviously, you're a promising player who, who they've signed, so they're looking up, they're looking for you to make a big impact, yeah. in, but you're you're injured. Yeah, you're getting awkward. grief. Awkward, man, because for the first, what, four months, three, four months, I'm going to games, watching every every game, fans are, oh, so what's going on? When are you back? Yeah, soon, man, soon. When are you back? Yeah, like, hopefully next week. Then, boom, you're not back. You're not back. Same conversation, same conversation. It's just frustrating because then you'll come in, play. When I did finally get into the team and this was, when I did get into the team, I shouldn't have played still. Like, the uh, manager got sacked um, and then I got, the manager called me and was like, oh, like, I'm going to play you on Saturday. What, the but, new manager? Yeah, this was on Thursday. But on yeah. the Tuesday, I played my first 23s game in yeah. 16 months. He was like, we've got Sunderland away, like, I want you to play. Big game. And I was like, Phew. he was like, look, call me back and let me know if you want to play or not. Yeah. I'm thinking... I'm definitely not right, but I have to play. Like I can't say no. Like I ain't played. I just want to play. Yeah. So I phoned him. I was like, "Yeah, man, I'll give you as long as I got in it." Then if I can get through ninety, ended up playing sixty-five minutes. Came off. We done all right as a team. Then put me back in the team. Uh, the next week, I ended up staying in the team for like the second half of the season. But there were a few games I had to miss because like I was taking bare tablets to get through games. Oh, serious? Yeah, bare just anti-inflammatories, painkillers. Um, the main the main thing was I was trying to um, train. I was training maybe like two times a week to just make sure I was fit on Saturday. But then as time wore on, like the manager was like, look, I need you to train more. And I was like, 
it's gonna be a det- it's gonna be a detriment to me because by the time Saturday comes, that's when my knee's gonna be the worst. Yeah. So I can train, but on Saturday, I'm gonna be dead. Yeah, I'm not gonna be where I should be. Opposed to if you try and just train like a couple times a week, it's not. I'm not saying it's right, but that's just the way it was. Yeah. So if you want me to play, that was what kind of need to be. Then that's where like it got a little bit difficult at my, towards the end of my time at Rovers. Where he's saying you have to train to play. I need you to train more. I need you to train more if you want to play. And I'm like, I want you, but I can't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if it's adapted, maybe I can. But and and it worked when it was adapted. It worked. But then it's like, look, we got two other left backs here. They're training oh, wow. every day. How can I justify putting you in the team when they're here training and you're not? And I was like, that's the argument. That's the argument. But I can only do what I can do. If I had the same knee as them, I'm sure we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. And that's why, and obviously, you've got to respect them. They're your teammates. You can't be disrespectful when they're your mates as well. So, I obviously, thought it was a selfish game, but yeah, it was it was difficult. Are you speaking to? Are you speaking to other people like pros and friends and stuff about loads, it? Loads. Any anyone that I felt like had an issue with their knee, or like I remember speaking to Rob Hall. I spoke to. Um, you know, Jack Robinson, that's at Sheffield United. I heard the name, Left yeah. back, was at Liverpool. Yeah. Spoke to him. A few people that have had, like, bad knee injuries or they've been through it and got through it. Speaking, to, just trying to get advice, like, what did you do? What um, worked for you? And I'm just trying to implement everything. Yeah. Seeing this person, that person. Bro, I spent, like, a lot of money to see physios to try and get myself right. But... but just didn't work not, out. No, man. No. When did you finally think this is enough's enough? So... So not the summer, just gone. So that is when I made decision, yeah. just gone. But before that, the specialist. So at the end of the season, where I came back, yeah. I saw the specialist because my knee was just fucked, bro. Like swelling, mad, like double the size of this knee. Like if you see pictures and videos of it, you be like, you're playing on that. It was mad. So I've seen a specialist here, yeah, and he's like, scanned my knee, looked at it, and said, "I'll be honest with you, I think you've got no more than two to three seasons left." Like, serious like, I'm looking at him like yeah good one he's like no I'm being serious and he's like I just didn't really know what to say left now just in bits just thinking what like how's man really putting time on my career I'm thinking I'm not hearing that anyway when I saw another specialist the, the one that's done my operations yeah. he's like does most of the Premier League players Yeah, and he um, basically said the same thing and I'm like bro like this is serious <laughs> like you lot are really telling me like if I want to have a quality of life then I would suggest you stop playing. There's no operation I can give you that is going to help you. But wow. we can try this and it might help you. Like, do whatever you need to do. Innit? I'm not stopping. Yeah. Got the operation, felt okay. But as as the intensity went back up, it's just the same same thing, same cycle. So then the summer just gone. Well, not, it was after the summer. I went to Cholton, trained there for a week. Then after day two, knee was just finished, bro. Wow. Like, swelling, pain. I remember playing 45 minutes of the game on Saturday. I got up and I just could not walk. Like, I couldn't walk. And that's when I was like, bro, I can't do this no more. Did you, did you um, seek advice from other people before you made that decision to... So much, like, so many people. It wasn't a thing of just, oh, I'm done. Like, this thing, like, this is the biggest decision I'm ever going to make. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Ever going to make. So I'm speaking to other physios or I speak to, like, obviously, parents, family, people that have been through it. And, like, there's uh, someone I worked with, uh, Rayan, like he had seen my knee from the, when I got to Bristol Rovers and then as well. And it was like, literally done everything I could. Do you know what I mean? There was not really many more things I could do. So it's like, do I keep on chasing my tail 
and just stressing myself out because that's what it is when you're ultimately putting your all into something that means so much to you and you couldn't give no more you keep on falling short falling short yeah. and then you realize the, like the size hole that i've got in my knee like that can't be repaired it's only gonna like it's only it's only going one way yeah so it's like you know what, let me focus on the future and do something that um give myself a head start and say like cool let's not worry about now and just think about the future what's your mental state at from from when you first got injured to retirement what was your where's your head at roller coaster man there's there's days like before you're just like how am I not playing like how am I not playing football that's why I was thinking I just want to be as far away from football as possible because it's going to frustrate the life out of me not being involved or not being able to play but then as time's gone on I've realized bro, I just I love football and even if I'm talking to someone about it or giving someone advice like I love the game man yeah. like it's I just love it so away from that and the mental state there's days where it's been like boy this is this is mad this is difficult but I think I've got like, I've got good people around me I've got a solid head so it's like I'm just thinking of the future and how I can um, improve myself as a person and that, mm. you know what I mean and not try and dwell on the past and what's happened and what's gone on I'm trying to just think you know what, what can I do now yeah. to, to make an impact what about um, obviously parents always have your best interest what about like like misses or stuff like did that affect your relationship yeah like being injured the reason it did is because the uncertainty like every six months it's like cool i'm moving here you coming yeah i'm coming like we're, we're living together yeah i lived together for a couple of years and then it's like next you move um this place cool they want to sort out a job then it's like oh, i've got to move here so as well as me being like chasing my dream yeah like you gotta remember someone else wants to have their own yeah. life as well and, yeah. and sort out their their thing. They're not just relying on you. Yeah. So for me, that was like the biggest thing. Cause once you've got a certain dynamic of oh, you're living together or whatnot, then that dynamic changes, becomes difficult. And that's where like football obviously has affected that. I'm not saying it's a well, it is a bad thing, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just part of it. And that's that's one thing that's probably definitely been frustrating about that as well and in the back of my, her head she's think she's probably thinking he's injured is he going to get another club i or... wouldn't even I, I think i think it's more so um obviously i'm doing all i can to help you but in the same time i need to like get my stuff elevated otherwise i'm always going to be relying on you yeah and i don't think i think it's probably good that that mindset is there because it's not trying to just be living off me i'm not Champions League player, Premier <laughs> yeah. League player. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not as easy as probably people on outside of football will think that it is. It's hard. But it's not it's not what you need when you're injured and trying to get fit again, like hurrying ear saying da 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 do you know what I'm saying? You know what? Oh, yeah, like there's different ways, isn't it? You're you're thinking, oh, I just want to get fit. I just want to be right. But that as well is it's a difficult it's a difficult conversation because yeah, you gotta consider two people can't just consider yourself all the time. Yeah, no, it's just one thing led to another. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, after the chats with all the um, the specialists and that, and then you make the decision to re to, to retire, what are you thinking? Like, when you're writing that note saying, I'm going to retire. Bro, when I wrote that note, I was in my car. Because I'm driving, I'm just thinking, I'm really fucking stop playing football. Like, I'm really not going to play football. Is this even real? Then I'm like thinking, there's days where I'm struggling to walk up the stairs. Like, come on, man! Like, it makes it's the only it's the only option, the only yeah. 
choice. But as I'm writing it, it just don't feel real, man. Like that when I was writing it, that was the mad that was the maddest thing for me, man. Typing it, I'm thinking, oh, delete, delete. I I didn't wanna um I didn't wanna um put it out to be honest. I didn't actually wanna put nothing out, but people was like, you probably need to because it's just gonna be mad uncertain. And people like people do like follow my career and probably care about what I've done or what I'm doing. So it's probably only respectful to make it clear what's happened and why I'm not playing football no more. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not just, I didn't just fall by the wayside. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like, deeper than that. Did your agent help you after retirement or did he, did, sorry, let me change that. What sort of advice was he giving you when you said to him, I'm going to have to retire? Realistically, he was just like, his thing was, I, d I don't think I could, I don't think there's any other route. Like, I feel like it's the only way, like I, he's been there on a journey with me, like looking okay. at, how the knee's gone and, and always hearing me complaining about it. So, yeah, it was kind of, had to happen, man. Were yeah. you in a dark place? Yeah, yeah. And then COVID come as well. Same time, it's like <laughs> double whammy, yeah. you know, double whammy because it's not like you can just get out into the world and think, all right, cool, I'm going to get into this. You're just there dealing with that. But it's kind of, I think it was a good thing because it forced me to deal with certain emotions and and feelings. Yeah. How how long were you thinking about it? Like, obviously you spoke to people and they're giving you advice, but what made you think I need to retire? Well, like, always playing. Like, there was never a day's training or a day in match in the last three years where I felt like I was not worrying about my knee. Not, I'm not going into a game thinking, yeah, I just want to play sick today. It's just like, oh, how am I going to get through it? And that was probably always in the back of my head. Retirement wasn't in the back of my head. Yeah. Obviously, it was there after I had that meeting with the first specialist, and then after that, it was like that 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 time at Cholton and after I couldn't walk, saw another specialist after that, and it was like that's that's when I was like, yeah, you know what, let's let's stop, um, let's stop chasing my tail here, man. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it was just immediate, boom. It was like it's it's a long time coming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just never wanted to admit ad admit it or yeah. think of it like that. I want to think that was a possibility. Did your has have your feelings towards football changed? Like from the moment you sent that sent that note saying I'm retired yeah. till now, like have you hated football? I did um I didn't haven't watched it. I didn't watch it for a while, but now I'm 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 back. I don't I don't feel like I don't feel any resentment towards it, do you know what I mean? It's more just frustration for myself, but other than that, it's like yeah, no, I still I still love the game, innit? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been contacted by the PFA by any chance? I had to contact them. Serious? Yeah, yeah. They don't... Uh, obviously, when you do ask for help, they'll give it to you, but it's not forthcoming. Like, really, if you think about it, they should be on the case like, bro, my man's retired. Let's reach out, see if he's all right. Yeah, see, yeah. I feel like that's what needs to be done. Not just for people that are retired, people that have got mad injuries, people that now not getting contracts and whatnot. Not... See, the mental state thing people are talking about. Like there is people that haven't got a, a super strong mind yeah. and they're probably affected by it. Well, like it's not everyone wants to reach out and ask for help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they need to push that a little bit more, I think. How long did you wait before you contacted them? Because you just said you felt like they would contact you straight away. Yeah. Like how long was there? Um, it was a couple of months probably because I, I, I was like, I'm going to deal with it. I'm all right. I've got my yeah. family and that. I'm cool. But you think, you know what, maybe let me just speak to somebody about it, do you know what I'm saying? And see what the um see how if that helps. And it did help to be fair. It did, did help. Yeah. Like, 
obviously you've played football from seven and then when you sign your pro, yeah. you're looking after yourself, money, like you've got money. Obviously, I don't know the extent of your contract. When you probably went prem, yeah. your money probably doubled in that. Yeah. But um you're looking after people now, and it like people are looking at you as the big man. Yeah. When you're retiring or when you're dropping in these leagues, your finances do end up drying up. Like, have you started to struggle? Is the PFA helping on that side or um haven't started to struggle. I've always been relatively smart with my money. Okay. Do you know what I mean? But I've never also, when I was doing well, I never like took it too far. Do you know what I mean? So I haven't, now I'm like, oh shit, I was living this mad life. Now I've got to settle down. I've always been all right. Yeah. I ain't taking it like that. So now it's like, nothing's really changed too much. It's just, you got to, there's certain things that you might have done frivolously. Now you probably won't do. Do you know what I mean? Just the out of thought of the future and let me look after what I've, what I've managed to save mm. and um, that's probably paying off now that I wasn't so frivolous as I could have been and um, yeah like obviously always your mum siblings like always going to look after them innit? Yeah. and I did and I would, that's I would never change that when did you start thinking about a different career path that you, obviously you sent the tech you're retired you have your little period of like like to yourselves where mm. you're just getting to grips with life after football when did you start thinking about other things you know what like I didn't want to think about nothing else but I'm thinking alright cool football's done now what are you going to do like get get to get um, get to grips with it get to grips with it go and yeah. think of something go and think of something um, but I don't think that was probably the best thing to do it was good because you're not just going to sit still waiting and just like being stressed about not playing football yeah but at the same time, I think you actually need that time of just stillness and just reflection. And COVID kind of gave me that. And by like no choice. So it, it gave me that. And now it's like, cool. I know I want to stay in football and I want to be able to pass on knowledge to younger players. I want to be able to like where I think I could have got. I want to be able to help people yeah. get there. And I feel like I've um, definitely got knowledge to pass on. Are the PFA helping you in that that in that angle or helping you in that lane? No. No, this is all off your own back. Either off my back or people that are in football and um know my situation and maybe like me as a person, I don't know, you know. But, just calling you come and have a yeah, chat and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. That's so mad. Like surely like It's mad no, it's, it, when I think about it, it is mad. But I just think, you know what? That that's that in it. But yeah, you would you would think there would be that bit more. Um that bit more from them, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But even down to the person I am speaking to at the PFA, like he's cool and that whenever I needed something, he's come through. But it's not enough, really. You think it? even like when I think when I think about it from football, there's only like in terms of not football players, like people that are my my friends or old teammates. No one like staff wise is is hit like will hit you up and be like, "Oh, how's things?" Or "How are you?" Yeah, like, you got Jason Yule, like legend. Too much time for him. Always like make sure I'm cool and that. Um, obviously your agent um, and I got a phone call from my Bristol Rovers manager when I left other than that not really not really too much on that end yeah you, yeah. but do you and I'll, I'll probably repeat myself but do you feel like you deserve more like your career ended so young like what you 25 25 now 24 25 stopped, yeah. yeah 24 you stopped playing football and your PF, the PFA had to you had to contact them I, I'm not, that's not me on for me personally I just think 
anyone. If you've put your fucking from seven years of age, full life, like remember when you're playing football, it's not like yeah, come, it's a hobby. No, bro. Like when you're when you're ten, eleven, they're saying this is your life. Yeah. Make sure, and you're like, all right, cool. This is this the um discipline I'm instilling in myself, and you're doing that till you're twenty four, and all of a sudden through not because lack of um effort, discipline, character, bad attitude. Um, I know I was good enough to play at that level, yeah. so. I've just been, I, what I struggled with, I felt like I'd just been robbed, bro, like robbed of my career. Cool. It is what it is. Don't feel sorry for yourself. That's life. Every, people have gone through worse. But you would think that that um, the committee of the PFA, whatever, would give you a little bit more of like, yo, like <laughs> you've been through a bit. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But you just got to just crack on, man. Do you know what I mean? You just got to crack on because you can't even expect nothing from no one, man. What would you... What would you like to have seen from them like to support people in your situation? Um, I feel like be more forthcoming with like, this is, um, like how, first of all, like how are you? Like how actually are you? Yeah, that goes a long way. Do you know what I mean? Fair, like, yeah. are you cool? Yeah. yeah, I'm cool. No, no, no. Are you actually cool? Do you know what I mean? And then past that, like, uh, um, what, what do you want to do? Like here's a, a whole load of things that we can do that are going to assist you in that and might give you the um, opportunity to get to where you want to get to. You, obviously, you have to chase that up for them to come with that, which I get. Yeah. But I just feel like there could be more, man, because the transition is never going to be easy. Never going to be easy. I hear that. Um, so what are you what are you, what are you doing now? Like, you've retired. What's, what's Tariq oh, yeah. Holmes, Dennis, doing now? I, I've, I've tried to um, come to the grips with it. It's not like... You know, my Instagram name is THD, not THD the footballer, and just Tariq, bro. Like, what am I, me as a person? And I know, like, I've got good people around me. People probably vouch that I'm a good person as well. So it's just trying to find, like, the what I am away from footballer. Yeah. And like, I've done little things, like, I've been going, there was a long period, um, once my knee started feeling a bit better, I would go boxing every day just to keep fit. Yeah. Just to have that, like, I'm used to getting up every morning and yeah. going training. Cool, let me go up every morning and go, go box. Yeah, you keep that structure and it's just something new, isn't it? Yeah. So that, I went with, um, I see Boats was on here and Dom, I went, I went with them too. <laughs> yeah. And my little brother, um, been doing a lot of that with my little brother, um, been just going gym, trying to keep structures in my life, man. And just think about what I'm going to do next. Yeah. So if the PFA was to contact you tomorrow and say, what would you like to do? What would you, what would you say? Um, it would definitely be in some sort of helping next generation, whether it's like in, uh, mentorship or something that's like giving back a bit, but something that feels fulfilling to me and something that I want to do. And because I want to stay in the game, like I want to be around football. Yeah. So it's finding which way it's going to fit in for me and which way I can mold myself and build a new career after football that I still am going to love. Yeah. And um, what sort of advice would you give to? injured or players playing on injuries and or you know little niggles and stuff like that um first of all when when you are like live live right man like do all the right things do you can do everything you can so you know that i don't know worst case scenario whatever you always there's no excuse you've done as much as you can aside from that when you have got that bit of time where you're focusing on injury start looking at stuff away from ball don't just think oh i'm just a footballer i'm just a footballer there's more like yeah. give yourself a little bit of an idea whether it's investing whether it's property just learn a bit more man like there's more to just going on the pitch and like you can you can find yourself just being 
just that's it, just football. Like there's more to it. And yeah. even because at the end of the day, everyone's gonna have to retire one day, innit? Yeah. So you should maybe start looking at what your passion might be away from football early to make yeah. that transition in the future a bit easier. Sounds like you had to wisen up early. What sort of things were you doing during injury? Like outside away from football, like when you was injured, what sort of things were you looking into? This <laughs> this was my problem at first I was just like nope just in, just getting back fit just getting back fit Yeah. and then when I was chilling just watching Game of Thrones <laughs> shit like that but then after it got after maybe after like nine months eight months I was like alright cool let me start thinking what I would do away from football and what I could do and put in um, like I tried to put together like little plans and that and they're all still there so if I ever needed to go back to them okay, they'll okay. be there do you know what I mean Yeah. and that's um, and it's good to even just I was teaching myself like how has this business done well and looking through it, how you put together a business plan, how you, all, all of that kind of stuff. It's not fun, but it's good to know, isn't it? Yeah. It's knowledge that you're going to be able to draw upon once upon, like in the future one day. Did any of your plans fail and you're thinking, oh, like, I don't need this? Or was everything I think all it, right? I think it weren't really, not really a thing of failing. It's just a thing of like applying yourself because it's not, you don't, you don't love that. Like sit down and do it. Like spend the hours on it. Yeah. Like, and it's like changing that thing of, oh, you're getting out to play football, you come home, you're tired, play Call of Duty, play this, that, and the other, watch this TV, you're like, cool, now let me actually read a book. Yeah. Let me flip in, go and do some research or look at some stuff. Like, that. that's probably, like, the shift in mentality that I needed and probably helped me a bit, yeah. Um. Obviously, you're, you, you've you named a few, like, footballers that have played at a level and, you know, I know they kick, kick ball in the summer and stuff like that. Yeah. Can you play five-a-side and stuff like that? Or is it just... I, since I stopped playing, I, ain't play, I haven't played football, man. Because if I, I've tried, I'm thinking, oh, you know what? My, my knee feels alright. Yeah. Let me try to do a little jog. And then after, I'm like, oh my god! Like, I went on a, I went on. This sounds mad, and I went on a walk the other day with my little sister. Yeah. Like 45 minute hour yeah. walk, bro. When I got back in, my knee was so mad. So I was thinking, like before I went to Cholton in the summer, I was playing five hours with with ants and them lot. Yeah. And bro, I just missed that, man. That's why I want to get my need to a level where it's like cool you can't play professional football but you can still go and play five hours yeah like that's that's the shit man in the summer that's what you want to be doing yeah exactly man like, I can't not play for no football but do you know what I mean if your knee's hurting after a walk like are you still doing rehab and are you still sh- trying to no I'm going to get another operation soon I'm, oh, wait- okay. I'm waiting on getting that done yeah how many operations you had I had three three yeah yeah so I just need to get this one hopefully it gives me that just something man where I can have a little bit of a normal life and have you got to finance this all yourself um, no, the PFA are going to sort oh, okay. that. Okay, at least yeah, they're helping yeah, they're gonna help me with yeah. that, which is good. All right, man. Thank you for sharing your story, man. Thank you. No, I appreciate you lot having me on here. All right, cheers, Thank man. You. Thanks. All right, quick fire round. Um, best player? Oh, boy, you know what? We're doing ability or where they've got to, like... No, ability. Ability. You know what? I think Adamola Lookman, man. Yeah? Yeah, he's levels, man. It's probably why he's dinking them pens, isn't it? <laughs> Bob. Yeah, he's um, levels. Best manager you've played, best manager you've had? Um, David Wagner. Uh, worst trainer? Ah, uh, Jono, man. Clark Harris. Best on a Saturday, but weekdays is mad. <laughs> best stadium you've played in? Wembley. No, take that back. I didn't play. Etihad. <laughs> Etihad, yeah? Yeah. Uh, um, changing room clown? Carl Bennett. Player most likely to be a manager? Um... Mark Hudson. Best atmosphere. Huddersfield. Best fancy dress outfit. When I was at Bristol Rovers, Tom Nichols went as Tony Craig. 
You were the manager. Old, uh, um, no, that oh. was another player. Okay. Was an older player. Whereas Milwaukee got a wig and that. <laughs> like it was funny still. Um, biggest fine you've ever paid. I don't know. It wouldn't have been too much, and you know, I never really got fined like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most memorable moment. Getting promoted. Uh, what would you have been if you weren't a footballer? Uh, you know, I probably would have been a cricketer, you know. Serious? Yeah, I was hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was hard when I was young. I had to make a choice still. Serious? Yeah, yeah, I was okay. hard. Okay. And biggest regret? Um, I don't really have no regrets, you know. Nah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, your retirement weren't your fault, man. Yeah. So. All right, man. Thanks, Tariq, man. Thank you. Thank That's you very no much. No problem, man. bro.